When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we've got another sponsor to tell you about, Phil Supreme. They're a nationally recognized brand who offer only the very highest quality of natural supplements. Their extensive range includes a range of medicinal mushrooms, nootropics, anti-aging products, gut support products, green powders, vitamins, and much more. Yep, they've worked with fighters from all the top promotions, including UFC, Bellator, Brave, and Cage Warriors with a solid reputation of providing results. So check them out on Instagram, which is at Phil underscore Supreme, or their website, www.philsupreme.co.uk, and make sure you use the code MMAFAN for a cool 15% off your first order. Don't say we don't spoil you. Hello and welcome to... The, oh, I've got to do that again. I Did you forget said, the name of the show? Uh, no, I nearly said... No, we're keeping it in. You forgot the name of the show. <laughs> I didn't. This is the oh, worst intro I literally, in the no. of intros. <laughs> oh, I God. can't take it out because we left it rolling. Oh, so this has to stay in. Stu Knob forgot like, the name of the show. <laughs> I, I nearly said... Welcome to Off the Beaten Track podcast. I nearly, oh, int- look I at nearly him said publicising his other podcast. <laughs> Who the fuck does he think he is? No one gives a shit about that, mate. Well, they, they should the do because that's that's talk, where we met. Boring music stuff. Jesus <laughs> right. Oh, he forgot the name of the show. Oh, We're keeping dear. it in. Right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll do it. Welcome to the oh. MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Blake Harrison, and the guy that has zero respect for this show because he's got so many podcasts that he does. <laughs> he's got his big old sausage fingers in so many podcasting <laughs> pies. He doesn't even know which podcast he's presenting. Oh, it's, it's all a blur. Him. It's all a blur. How you doing, Blake? I'm very, very good. This is actually no wonder you are tired. God bless you. You're tired. Well, because this is one I'm of not. many, many episodes we've we've done today, isn't it? I'm fired up. I'm I'm really fired up because um, we've recorded three episodes today, um, all, all with Cage Warriors fires. We're giving you a peek behind the curtain as to how this how this has been working today. And this is we've just finished recording the last one, um, and oh my god! Like I, I mean, a moment ago, like you know, Blake said to me that he's still kind of feeling a bit. A bit sort of spaced out by, by by what we were just 
you know what we just recorded because it's what you're going to get today is is such an open honest heartfelt inspiring and real chat from a, a wonderful human being right oh my god yeah, I, this is an incredible interview. It really, really is. It's so open and honest about different um, uh, darker times in his life, I guess. And, and he speaks about overcoming uh, that adversity, his mindset, which is really, really interesting. And uh, and there's also some comedy gold in there as well. Oh we don't want to give things away, but there's some really funny stuff that happens in this interview that's completely un- unplanned, unprepared. We for. had to leave it in. We had we to leave had it in to as leave well. It in. Um, so yeah, but just this. I, I, to be honest, I don't want to say too much. It's a really, really brilliant, brilliant interview. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly recommend it. I think it's up there with some of the best that we've done. Uh, so please, please give this your your full attention. This is an absolute cracker, ladies and gentlemen. Oban Elliot, get it in your ears. What's going on, boys? How's it going? Do it. <laughs> really good, mate. Really good. What's happening? You're good. No, I was just saying. You seem like you're in a great mood. What you been up to? Oh mate, I, I this uh, it's my second to last day at this job. I've gotten a school now, so I just this that I ran this morning. Every day is a good day when the fight's this close, mate. Really, I'm just kind of in a happy mood. The weight cuts smooth. Uh, I'm not struggling for anything. Life's good, mate. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm in. A, yeah, I must be in a good mood if you're saying that. Yeah, no. So what? I mean, what you you're working in a school at the moment? What are you doing in the school? Yeah, I'm. Uh, how do you put this? Like when the did you have isolation in your school when you were there? Isolation? Like you, if you're really naughty in the school, you get like put into this. You get ex- internally excluded. So I'm like, I like. What? Oh, and you're geez. still there now? <laughs> I'm just yeah, but yeah, I'm here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the kids are gone. All the kids are gone, and I'm I'm just doing this now. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What you had ten so years of isolation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was either that or do this in the car, but I thought I'd just pick this quiet little room, but yeah. do not disturb on the door. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So what do you do? You monitor the kids when they're in isolation or something? Yeah, it's it's like an admin job, a bit of paperwork. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm also lucky. I can't, I can't um, train full time. Like, like I've, I still train full time, but I still have to have a job um, to pay my bills. I don't live uh, with my parents, so. Yeah, I just got to keep ticking, especially with the time off I've had um, in the last two years. I just, this job now, but it's funny you say this because this is my, tomorrow's my last day. So, yeah, it's mad. It's mad we're doing this interview while I'm here. You're finishing the job, what, completely or you're just stopping it while you've got uh, the fight coming up for a few weeks? I'm stopping it. I'm stopping it. Do you know what you're going on? Like, are you, have you got something you're going on to, or is it just your full time yeah, fighter I'm, after this? Well, I'm, it's it's going to feel like full time, but I'm going to work in Nando's as well. I've worked there for like three years altogether in my life, so I'll work there until until I can take off. And do you know what I mean? Because obviously, uh, early on in your MMA career, you're not getting yeah. wedge chucked at you, and when you got bills to pay. Um, you you've got to just you got to make ends meet, mate. So I've, yeah. I've 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 had two jobs for the last um maybe three or four months. Then I'm just quitting one, and then I'll I'll work in Nando's for however long it takes until I can get like a more lucrative contract. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I tell you what, I wouldn't mind getting paid in Nando's if they, you know, yeah. if you get if you get yeah. a discount on the food, I'd be quite happy with that. Mate, I live on the stuff. I yeah. lived, when I was in uni, I lived on the stuff. Literally lived on it. I just I I'd, I'd turn up at, at ten o'clock and, and have the, the waste chicken as well. I lived oh, on it. <laughs> the waste chicken. That's, that's yeah, so mate. <laughs> Times are tough, mate. Times are <laughs> When you're, a, when you're a gangster like me, not everything comes on in, in a silver spoon. You you got you got to make ends meet at some at somehow. And so since I was eighteen, I've, I've I've been you know hustling like this, I guess. Oh, I tell you what, yeah. Yeah, I know you're the Welsh gangster, but I think Waste Chicken could be a great nickname as well. <laughs> waste Chicken, yeah, mate. You know, I'm the I'm the Waste Chicken. I, cl- I clean up down there, mate. <laughs> well, it normal. We, 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 we're going to obviously um, uh, ask you about, you know, your, your whole life really leading up to, to where you're at. But ju- ju- just give us a sort of snapshot of, of how the last few days been and, t- and tell us a little bit about what it's like in the gym at the moment because spirits must be high there, you know, with, okay, with, with, with I'm yourself. Sorry. I'm sorry. I've just, I've just been told off by the lady who works in the school. You've been put in isolation? Well, she just said, sir, can you stop shouting? I can hear every word you say in the reception. <laughs> um, is there any way we is this like live it's not it's not live no. but why do you need to move I think I'm gonna have to move because she was fucking annoyed then so um, well I, I'm sure we I mean I'm sure we can pause it if, if you want I don't know like how can we do that Stu with the video all I'm concerned about is the fact that you've just You've literally just been shouting that you're a fucking gangster and then you've just been told off by the receptionist and now you've got to move. <laughs> I'm leaving tomorrow, boys. It is what it is. I, I, she's, had it, she's had it in for me from day one. It is what it is. <laughs> well, we could, we, could, we could definitely just like edit this bit out now, mate, if you want to go move somewhere else. We're all good. We're all good. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, so yeah, to begin perfect. with then, as, as Stu was saying... Where did you grow up, and and was it a place that you felt like you you needed to be tough? Yeah, um, right. If I because I, I grew up, I, I was in Merthyr when from a small kid, but then I moved to England when I was seven, and you, you didn't really need to be tough. No, it it, it weren't. Um, growing up was it was it was a it was a. It was a tough one because I'd, I'd had a lot. Of, I'd had tragedy early on in my life, so I didn't know if I needed to be tough. I needed, I needed a way to channel my frustrations at life that I had from a very early age. You know what I mean? So, um, well, you, I, you didn't I, really need to be tough. I don't know if you mind talking about it or not. Well, I've heard you talk about it on other interviews and no, stuff. But, no, of course, um, of course. When you talk about that tragedy, I know your, your dad sadly passed away when you were very yeah. young, didn't he? Um, yeah. How was it dealing with that at such an early age? And how much did that influence your career choice into, into going into mixed martial arts? It's, it, 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 well, passed away. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll happily discuss it. Um, he, Took his own life, my dad. I don't know if you if you if you knew that. Yeah. So it was, it, it massively influenced my dedication, because even today, um, if if I can give an example, uh, like running, like this again, I always think this sounds corny. Maybe maybe I'm a bit too humble when I talk about this, 
But um, uh, in the last hard mile of a run, for example, I'll put on a song, there's one of his, and it'll push me push me on, on to finishing it. You know what I mean? So it, 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 it massively influenced me in terms of, of dedicating my life to it. And I always found, like, from a young age that... Uh, that my, this, any success I can achieve in fighting will kind of not replace him, but it will help fill a void that I'll always have. And it definitely works for me. But other people could t- follow suit because I'm not, I'm not some superhuman who's, who's just magically got this power to overcome tragedy. Everybody goes through it, but it's um, MMA or fighting sports in general definitely have helped me to... To, to kind of distract myself from it and you, you, any you just I don't know I've, I've spoken about it before I kind of got a bit of an edge mentally in them rough sessions on them rough days because it, it reminds me of why I do it you know yeah I don't think that's corny at all mate I think that's actually quite a, a beautiful yeah. thing and I, I mean that sincerely um so how how did you find yourself in in the world of combat sports where where, where, where did that begin right so this is um, when I was growing up, as I said, um, in in Wales. Um, from from what I can remember, as a young, proper young kid, it, I was always going for t- to different fighting sports. So, like, it was always like I went to judo. I think I went to b- boxing. Um, uh, what was the question again? Sorry, I I, I just lost the train of thought. Just how, how how you sort of got yourself involved in a world of combat yeah, yeah. sports? Yeah, yeah. Like, where did it begin? Well, so basically, yeah, I was being taken to these classes that I didn't really ever want to do. But then when my dad died, me and my brother and my mother, it was my mother's um, orders kind of, as well as our, uh, inf- mine and my brother's enthusiasm went up for it because we knew that if there was one thing he wanted his, uh, his two young boys to do, it was would to keep up uh, his influence on, on, on fighting. So that's that's kind of how I got into it because I knew that he always he, that's what he would have wanted. There's there, there's no, nothing else he would have wanted me to do really. I'm sure he wanted he wouldn't have minded, but it, it's definitely a, a big motivation. He, he was just fighting went synonymously with my father, whether it was in the street, whether it was in the ring. Uh, that's just that's just he's remembered for a lot of other things, but he's also remembered for being a, a tough cunt. You know what I mean? Excuse my language. No, it's, you can swear on here as much as you like, mate. Um, as long as you do it, yeah, yeah. like low because you're I don't in want isolation. the receptionist yeah. come banging the door yeah. down. Again. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, do, do you think that you look at life a little bit differently to most people? I mean, you 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 seen how fragile life can be from such an early age. Do you think you have a higher appreciation? for life than, than maybe a lot of other people do. Yeah, but then I also do have that. Uh, I have exactly what you just said, but I also do get that, like, fuck life at the same time some yeah. days. But then that, the, the tragedy I've been through kind of re- gives me a bit of a reality check. Like, I'll be, um, there's a quote I found once, grateful, um, the key to be humble is to be grateful. So every time I'm like, kick, like I might be having a bad day. I don't see it as like feeling sorry for myself. I see it as like, um, I'm not being grateful for what I do have. And it kind of, it, it, it changes my outlook on it. Like for example, as I say, I've got two jobs. There's some days where I'm, I feel like headbutting the steering wheel driving here. 
I've had five hours sleep to get my morning running. Then I've got to do full day's work. And then I've got to go and train with a lot of killers on the evening. And I'm like, why have I got to do this? But then I sit down and I'm like, well, hang on. Be grateful you can drive. Be grateful you're as good as you are. Be grateful you've got the dedication to get up early in the morning to do that run. Um, and then there's other times, like on Father's Day, like, fuck's sake, why has my dad died? Um, and then I could be like, I could be like, uh, be grateful that the, the man you've become despite losing him. So it's just, yeah. I always trying to, I look at life in like a, it's like a double-edged sword in situations like that. But it's definitely, I'm a, I am grateful. I'm very grateful for it. And the, um, yeah, it's one of them. The whole suicide awareness thing coming is like mainstream social media and that. I don't know. That, I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, I, I sit there and think, where the fuck was that in 2005? And also in, um, yeah. beyond, further past that, mm. you know? So it's just one of them things. I'm not trying to be morbid about this. I'm comfortable no. talking about it. I guess I've never spoke to you gents before and it's a big topic. It's a big part of my story and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 firstly, for you to be so open in these interviews, it's not only, I think, a, a, a lovely thing for you to just be open and kind of, you know, we hear about it at the moment, in touch with your feelings. When we talk about MMA and combat sports and stuff, when people use phrases like in touch with your feelings or something like that, 10 years ago, people would have taken the piss out of you for saying something like that. But I think we've seen development mm. socially where people know, know that, that I think that's genuinely a positive, really good thing. But I think it's also really great. And, and you may not want this, but by being open about this kind of stuff, there will be people in the world, possibly some even to listen into this podcast now, that have been mm. through a similar thing. And they can look at mm. the way you're dealing with it and look at, the, the things you're putting in place, that talking about that that double-edged sword, it's not all easy. You're not just like, oh, but I'm grateful yeah, for this. Yeah. There are days where you're like, fuck this, this is shit. But I Fucking think right. hearing, hearing someone talk about that, especially someone that comes from the world of combat sports, that, that a lot of uh, people put up on a pedestal as like some of the, the toughest people going and all that stuff. But to hear people talk openly yeah. about that stuff, I think is truly inspiring and I think ultimately very, very helpful oh, for people. And and you, you are 100%. becoming, I think... Uh, the, the, the more success you have and the more you talk about that stuff, I think the more people you personally can help and the more of a role model you can become for people. I don't know whether that's something you're, you're looking to do, be a role model or that, but, but it, will, it will come because you're being Mate, open yeah, and honest about yeah. that stuff. Mate, that, that's, that's, um, that's truly... That's humbling what you've said to me there, mate. I really appreciate you saying that because um, I feel like as you said, with, with fighters and, and you might get bad days and good days. I, d I don't know if, if my, hopefully my uh, career and my attitudes may inspire people when it's all said and done or maybe a few more, a few years in, a few more years in. But um, I definitely have a, I don't know if I have an acquired taste on this attitude, but my attitude very much is like, you are owed nothing. You, you aren't owed a, a single thing. And I, I remind myself that and I, I've been through ups and downs in life and I've had my ups and downs like Mike this is this is something that I've spoke about I've never discussed this what I'm about to say now on a to anybody it's only something I've spoke to with, with uh, close friends when it's popped into my head but my life was mad ups and downs mad ups and downs mad ups and downs um, outside of fighting but my fighting career was very much up 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 
And it didn't really make any sense because I was so used to battling and up and a down all the time. When my fighting career was just up, 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 up. There, was, there wasn't a question how I would deal with it if things went a little bit wrong, but there was always that... Um, there was always that 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 unknown. I didn't know. I'd always said like I'd lost, I'd lost and 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 dealt with things bigger than fighting will ever throw at me. But uh, I can say ups and downs in life they make you, and uh, and then ups and downs in the fight game they definitely make you. Because this time last year, I could have never have imagined being a fighter I am now sitting here talking to you. I could have never imagined it having this 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 mindset and these skills, these abilities. I feel gifted. It's completely gifted and grateful every time grateful so uh i think i think people people may be inspired by that because they'll realize fucking hell they might be looking at some instagram followers or some fighters driving a nicer car than them or might get jealous or whatever i don't give a bollocks about any of it i just care about me and the and and the journey i'm on and maybe other people should do the same Maybe we'll get a few a few more real fighters like myself. So I feel like I'm 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 representing a, the last of a dying breed. There's a load of fucking pretenders about me, and and they'll jump on podcasts giving it this, giving it that. But I, when the boys in the lock, when you walk in a locker room, all the boys know who the real ones are, and all the pretenders are sat in the corner. It's very apparent. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I mean, talking about the, 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 the gym, um, I imagine the, uh, the spirit at the moment um, with, with, with Jack and Brett and yourself, like spirits must be good in the gym. Yeah, mate, definitely. Um, spirits are good. The banter's always flying. Everyone's ripping the shit out of each other every time you walk in there. But uh, it's yeah, the spirit, the spirit is is on an all time high, mate. We we we're all flying. Well, I say we're all flying. Uh, just 
I'm trying to results to me and to results to us don't mean much as long as we put the hard yards in day in day out together and, and we go out and perform to the best of our abilities we're always back in that gym on the Monday on a high so we're flying regardless um it's kind for you to even put me in the same name as as Jack and Brett obviously well Tank and Brett I struggle to say Jack <laughs> uh, but um yeah we're flying we're flying it's it's I can't wait to just add a bit more momentum to 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 what the boys have done before me like Brett and Tank leading the way Marshman obviously leading the way before them as well so I'm looking forward to adding it because I got a lot of hype people people talk about me but I'm still angry I've only had five pro fights and <laughs> but it we're all let's be grateful I've even had five that's yeah. what we were saying um, well, and that last one was an absolute cracker mate an absolute cracker and you know just just looking at uh, you know another part of the story you know it, it, you know that that meant that that fight at one point might may never have happened and and just kind of want to sort of touch on you know for people that don't know your story you know you was diagnosed with a a, a pretty rare heart issue yeah right? mate that was a bloody ball ache i'll tell you that now that was a ball ache um that fight when when it unfolded the way it did i still haven't really got uh it has of course it's sunk in but mate it was mad of course i've had i had them issues with the, with the heart arrhythmia no it was such a strange confusing situation i didn't know how i was ever going to return would i ever be the same there was such a mental block uh that I, 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 so it was out of my hands i didn't know what was going to happen i didn't know if it was a mental thing it was a physical thing until it happened and then I found out for myself what, what was what had really happened, really, what had gone on and what was wrong with me. That last fight, is, I appreciate you saying um, how good it was, but I, I, I can do better and I will, I will do better, I believe. I'm not, I'm not being, um, I'm not trying to sound like a brat about it, but there's more to offer. McManus is a, is a fantastic opponent. Um, I consider myself lucky to have finished him as quickly as I did because he's so, so good. There's no such thing as a lucky punch, I guess, but. I definitely set everything up, but I'm lucky to... I, I thought that was going to be a three-round war like I do all my fights, you know? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the heart arrhythmia, you had about a year off whilst you were kind of waiting for like like tests and different things and stuff like that. Mm. How difficult was it mentally to keep, to keep the faith that you were still going to keep going in this pursuit of, of, of you know... Becoming a champion, I, I guess, and greatness, pursuing greatness, absolutely. How how difficult was it to keep that when you're so young and you're thinking to yourself, "This dream might have been taken away from me." It was the. It is hundred percent in the last ten since. Again, how do I say this in a? without sounding too dramatic, it was very, very, very difficult. I, it was one of them things where I was like, I was never giving up, but keeping hold of that faith while having to forgive myself for the things that had happened uh, was at one point, uh, there was days I thought it was impossible. When you there say forgive yourself, thought, what did you, what do you mean forgive yourself? Did you, did you blame yourself in any way for it? Yeah. Big time, big time. In what way? Big time. It was because um, it was 
me pursuing greatness, I feel I got greedy along the way. And I guess you, you're probably thinking now, how can someone be saying, like, I refuse to look at it like some kind of um, sub story ailment. I refuse to look at it like that. I wanted to see what I could have done differently the whole time. And I feel like I was greedy thinking I could, I could just totally abuse my body, cut into 155. I was greedy to 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 want to pursue having because I wanted to do this thing where I get a one about one fifty five in whatever year, then I get a one seventy belt, and then as I get older and bigger again, I get a one eighty five belt. I'm not trying to beat records, but look what Canelo's doing. Mm. I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that. It's the next best thing other than being the heavyweight champion, isn't it? Like Manny Pacquiao did it in boxing. So I wanted to do that, and I guess I was greedy. I ignored all signs of ill health every time I was trying to get down to 70 kilos because I was just chasing chasing glory and greatness. But the one thing I've learned in, in my um, adversity is you've got to just let greatness come to you. You've got to put the things in place where it comes to you. So that's where I've, I had to forgive myself. It is what it is. I, I got heart arrhythmia problems. I cut, I cut a crazy amount of weight and went into a fight feeling fucking horrendous. Lost my O. Got, uh, got diagnosed a couple of weeks later and then I'm just sat on the sidelines and I'm like, oh my God, you know? And it was crazy because I went for a rib. I, I had a bad rib going into the fight and I was like, I'm not getting an x-ray on this rib. I don't want to know if it's broken or not because if I know it's broken, then that might mess with my head going into the fight. I'm just going to go in a fight. Um, but if I'd have gone for an x-ray before, they'd have done an ECG before they do an x-ray and the heart rhythm would have been picked up before that fight and this whole shitstorm went about. So then i got to forgive myself for that as well. It's just overthinking and you talk, that battle in your head where you're just um, thinking like, what could have been, what if? But now I just look forward and I'm grateful to have got through it all because now I feel like I couldn't be this person who I am today without all of that. The same way I couldn't be the same human being I am today if I hadn't lost my dad uh, nearly 17 years ago. That's my outlook on things. I try and take a bit of power from everything, no matter how much it, it fucking hurts. They say growth hurts, doesn't it? It's growing pains. Um, yeah, that's how. That's what I mean by forgiving myself by that, I guess. Yeah. No, I you mean... It feels like really powerful stuff that you're saying. I mean, it kind of like uh, the the last thing I'd I'd want to hear from someone is that they're in any way blaming themselves for something that's completely, you know, mm. in, in a lot of ways out out of their control or or not that they would have they would have known. But it's it's good to hear that you have got to that stage of like not that I think you needed to to forgive yourself for anything, but the fact that you are forgiving yeah. yourself and and letting yourself off the hook or. I mean, maybe yeah, even that's yeah, the wrong yeah. phrase, but I, I, I think that's all positive stuff mentally going it's forward. All all of that. Yeah. It's all perspective. It's all perspective because where's the where is the productivity in saying, "Oh, why did that happen? Why did this have to happen to me?" The same way I could have sat there 17 years ago and say, "Why did I? Why did I?" And I could just be, I could just sit there and. And, and cry myself to sleep over the fact I've lost my dad. And I, you know, of course you get them. They, I, I miss him dearly every, every second of the fucking day, but I could sit there and, and, and be not negative about it, but be, I don't know, feel sorry for myself, I guess. Or I could just take, I think, right. I've got about 
90 years on this planet. Let's just crush this up in a fucking ball and bolt in that direction instead and go and become a fucking UFC champion. That's how I see it. So, bollocks to it all. Bring it on. That's how I see it. Bring it on. Well, one of the, the things that um, we was told to ask you about was something that you you was clear to bring on, uh, and and we've been asked by uh, our friend Kieran at Cage Warriors to um, ask you um, about the time he had to tell you that you wasn't allowed to do a flying elbow off the top of a cage for a social media video. <laughs> What's the <Yeah>. story there? <laughs> what did he say? Now he said something like WWE and I said oh what if we do like a t- if I do if I jump off the top rope like an elbow drop kind of thing dead serious and he's like ah yeah maybe not that kind of thing I'm like oh never mind I didn't really know him at the time either so he probably thought mate this kid is off his nut <laughs> but yeah that's uh so that was yeah, that was just that. a joke because the way he pitched it to us was like this guy wanted to do a macho man Randy Savage no, I- elbow drop <laughs> No, I genuinely would have done it. I hurt my, I hurt my tailbone. <laughs> I hurt my like tailbone doing the um the, the Hulk Hogan leg drop at house parties. God knows how many times over the last Christmas. <laughs> Putting pillows out like, oh, I stay there doing all this. I like, I don't know if you noticed on my last fight, I was doing this, doing the doing the the, the pose oh, yeah. that he was that he always did. I just try and have a bit of fun with it. I don't know. I love all of it. Wrestling. I'm a wrestling guy. It's weird. I'm like a wrestling guy, then a boxing guy, and I've become an MMA guy. Weird. Are you a big fan of all like the the WWE stuff? Then do you watch that? Yeah, massive fan, mate. Not these days. I I try my best to stick with it, like. Um, but it's nothing like it was, is it? Let's no. be fair. Well, I, I like used to was. love it. I, well, me and me and my little brother got banned from watching it on multiple occasions because we would always be like fighting each other doing wrestling moves and then one of us would get yeah. hurt or whatever it was i remember it was like my mum and dad would leave the house and we'd go upstairs get our mattress from like our bunk beds bring them down the stairs yeah, and, yeah. And, land and this is in the days of like stone cold and sean michaels and the rock and and, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah there was a lot of uh, a lot of unnecessary injuries happened to be fair i'm surprised well, we didn't get more injured well, me and my 25-year-old brother, we still do it now. <laughs> <laughs> we still do it now. Oh. Selling the punches, the Ric Flair, the chops, and the lot, mate. I don't know. I never grow up. I don't. Oh. I never grow up. Oh, man. Well, I, I, it, well, Wayne, one of these days, I'd love to... I, I, of course, I respect every man I fight, but I'm, I've got to one day pull my opponent to the side and say, right, we're going to do a bit of a bit of a work here like a wrestling thing <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean not in the fight obviously but to, to just as a bit of fun maybe maybe they won't be into it but I definitely would be would you want to do it if you became a UFC <laughs> champion maybe the WWE would want to sign you up mate one million percent would be twice <laughs> I, I'd, I'd get in I'd have a, have a uh, match at Wrestlemania 100% I'd even have a match on Raw 100% any, <laughs> uh, any of the shows yeah uh, Love it. Well, I mean, put put that career on hold for a sec because uh, you got a fight coming of up, and uh, and what can we expect from you there, mate? mate? It's look, we got the Latvian Express, haven't we? He's a, he's six foot six foot two, one seventy pounds. Um, what can we? I can't give a prediction. I'll just be I'll just be busy, just lighting him up. 
That's what I feel I'll be, I'll be busy doing, just, just walking on water around him. That's what I plan on doing. I, I, decision, submission, knockout, I don't know. That, that's not for me. That's not for me to, to predict. That's like the odds makers and all that, isn't it? But I think, uh, I think it'll be a good fight. I, I hope it's a good fight, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, how do you find I'm trying, it? I don't want to be... Go on, sorry. Go on. No, what like, I'm trying to say, what I was going to say then is, is I don't want to be like, there's no fabricated arrogance by me. Like, if I say something, I mean it. So, oh, can he take the power? Like, what a fucking silly thing to say. If I hit him and he, and, and I knock him out, happy days. But let's hope he, he's a trained professional fighter. So, let's, what will be, will be, won't it? You know, yeah. um, I got not a bad word to say about him. He's a family man. Uh, he's tries his best. He's he's had like twice as many professional fights as I have. Uh, he's got a yeah. Well done for taking the fight, mate. But he, I'm pretty sure he asked for it. So, how are you finding the cuts to 170? Because I mean, obviously, you were cutting to, to 155, and obviously, doing yourself a bit of damage by doing that. Mm. Do, do you have to cut much to get to 170, or is it quite an easygoing thing? I'm still, I go from about, like my natural weight's about 88. If I'm just training hard, not watching my specific meals, I'm about 88. So it's still 11 kilos off, which would probably make you think, why the fuck would you do lightweight in the first place? But that was just that competitor in me. I wanted to, I thought while I'm 21 now, I'm going to give this a crack. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's still it's a nice cut because I'm fueled. I eat, I try and eat clean all year round. I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm in good shape all year. I never let myself go. So it's a nice steady cut. It's a nice cut. The last one was was a breeze. I I, I made weight on the treadmill. Yeah. Usually you do a run and then you jump in the the hot bath. But I made weight on the treadmill. So hopefully it's a bit more of that this time. And you don't feel at all like undersized at all for the Denny division. You feel no. strong and good in that position there. I was just some massive. I was just dreaming trying to get down to lightweight I'm, I'm a i'm a big full-blooded welterweight mate you know yeah. look up they don't get much big, bigger than mcmanus but you see you saw i was throwing yeah. him around so yeah. I, I, I don't feel i train i've always trained with the bigger boys yeah. i'm a big i've thought did all my amateur fights at welterweight i've always been a welterweight i just had a little experiment at 155 so it, for me this this weight class is perfect one of the things that we, we we like to always ask fighters as well is is your process when you when you're in that room before you get the call to walk out okay. to the octagon. Like what what what's I mean you don't have to tell us this obviously a lot of, you know I guess a lot of fighters want to keep that kind of uh, to themselves. But if you're happy to talk about it, just wonder what the process is that you know that you go through before you get that 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 shout that right you're um, at. I send Carl out to my car, drains the petrol from the tank, and I dip my hands in it for an hour beforehand and then uh, they call me I take the hands out of the petrol put the gloves on and we go out I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> at first no, I was like what's um, he getting from the car and as soon as you were siphoning I'm petrol yeah. I was like I thought you were going to say get a fucking Nando's no, out of no, the car no, no, right. um, <laughs> oh, I was hoping that I knocked I was trying to get you to not laugh in. Um, but mate I just I'm sat <laughs> We get there, I put my bag on the floor, might lie on the bag, dick around for a bit. I try and get my hand wraps as late as possible. 
because uh, I hate, you know, fanning around in the rats. Just get the glow, hit the pads nice and light, have a little move about, chuck a bit of music on, might put uh, chuck a bit of Oasis on maybe, bit of um, whatever, a bit of Adele rolling in the deep. Hello. I don't know if you listen to them. Um, chuck a bit of that on. <laughs> Pretty laid back. I might get a bit fired up and start breathing heavy. I don't know, mate. Look, we do this every... We do, I've, been, I've done this my whole life. And before I walk out, I'm thinking, right, now let's fucking show the world what I can do. Yeah. Uh, there's there's not much... It's not like some magical ritual behind it. I'm, I'm pretty... I treat fight day like another day. I don't know if that's a bit psychotic or whatever, but of course mm. there's that, that the anticipations there, but I'm, I'm very much just, I don't know. I'm subdued, relaxed, but I'm switched on. Like mm. I'm relaxed to the point where I'm not going to, I'm not bouncing around like a lunatic. But then if my opponent tapped me on the shoulder in the corridor and it was, and the fight was going to happen, I'd be ready to fight there, there yeah. and then kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, there is no ritual. It changes all the time. I try and laugh as much as possible and, and yeah, just relax. And what, after the fight, what's your, what's your go-to meal after the fight? What's, what's the thing after that you've been fight. craving during the wake up? You're like, I can't wait to get to this. Mate, it's probably a, it's probably a beer. Yeah. It's probably a pint. It's probably a pint. Yeah. Cause I've, I've usually, I've usually satisfied the cravings with the refuel. You kind of go off any sugary, crazy treats. I'm not much of a cake guy. Like, I love sweets. I'll smash a load of sweets in, Percy Pigs and Haribos and God knows what else, and pick and mix. Go in a cinema, I'll rinse the pick and mix out. But um, it's probably a pint with the boys after. Yeah. Nice. Lovely. I'm not clucking like, oh, mate, I need a, a beer. But that's just the, probably the one thing that's kind of, because you haven't, I haven't drank for so long. I just think, oh, go on, have a beer. That's it's usually a fun one, you know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Mm. Lovely. Well, look, we know we've took up uh, a load of your time. You know, we didn't expect you to get told off uh, by the teacher. Oh, no, uh, I know, the school. I thought uh, them uh, days <laughs> were behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought them days were behind me, man. I left school like seven Mate. years ago, still getting a bollock in. Mate. We've had an absolute joy talking to you. I hope you, you have, because um, I've, I've enjoyed talking to you. I've, I follow your podcast, boys. I always have done. Um, it's an honour to be asked to come on here. Uh, yeah, Fat, love it. Big, massive fan of, fan of your work, both of you. Oh, well, mate, honestly, we, we really, really Sorry. appreciate that. And it has genuinely been an absolute joy talking to you. You've got, you know, a, an incredible story. And I think you're an inspiration to to, to a lot of people out of there. I, I don't, I don't want to... Keep banging on about it, but as I said earlier, I, I, I hey, do mate, think you, you're an inspiration. You're not. I honestly, I've spoke to you boys like I'd speak to if we were in a in a pub or something. I've just, I've just been real with you. Um, like this fight has kind of sold itself. I can't. I've never been able to put an act on. I've always just kind of said what's on my mind. If I wanted to say something mad or rattle off a Hulk Hogan quote in an interview <laughs> or rattle off a Chael Sonnen thing here, um. I'll do it, but you boys have just been. It's like I've. It's like I knew you. It's the first time we haven't even met, but it's like the first time I've ever come across you. So it's been a pleasure, boys. Honestly, and it, to the, your kind words oh, about my story. No, I, I try and be as humble about my story as possible. I'm sure there's people who've gone through a lot worse. I'm just doing my best to. I'm just trying to be the best person I can and make my my family proud. That that's about that's about it for me. Right. All this fame, money, and glory is nothing, you know. Well, I, I'm certain your family must be incredibly proud of you, babe. But just both in the octagon and outside of it as well. You seem like a, a, a top bloke. And uh, we will be rooting for you at Cage Warriors 131 against Medaz Flaminas. And best of luck to you, mate. Thank you, mate. Can I leave you with one final thing, gentlemen? Please do. Never trust a gangster. <laughs> and he's hung up <laughs> amazing <laughs> oh I really hope he's being told off now oh, by the teacher brilliant the, the classic Chael Sonnen which we didn't actually ask him about Chael oh, oh he's back that was brilliant that was brilliant we thought you were going we thought you were going back He's back. Uh, <laughs> we didn't ask you. We didn't ask you. We want to know. What, what's, what's the deal with Chow? Has Chow said something about you? Oh, Chow knows, man. Chow knows. He, um, going back about nine years ago now, he, he, uh, he told me to chase my dreams, and I did exactly that. Here, here we are. We're on the way up. He told me to ch- chase my dreams on Twitter, and, and he, he's watching every step I take according to him. So... Chael knows, boys. Love it. Chael knows. Well, we Love all it. know now. Yeah. Now that you've been on the show, we all know and we'll yes. be knowing after Saturday. No, what's, it's Friday the 10th is your fight, Friday isn't it? Friday the 10th of December. Cage Warriors 131, live and only on UFC Fight Pass. Look at that. He does his own promos and everything. What can't he do? <laughs> what can't he do? I, I can't answer oh, that. I've answered every question you've 
you thrown at me, but what can't he do? That, that is one I definitely can't answer. I just don't know. <laughs> oh, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. We are going to press stop now. <laughs> but it's yes. been such a joy, mate. Thank you very much. Of course. Stop, man. Cheers, boys. Stop, man. Wow. Wow. That was... What a chat. He was brilliant. Amazing. Uh, I love that. Like uh, I, when I saw his his um, post fight interview on, um, at, at Cage Warriors, uh, I, I did message him then to say we've got to get you on, and uh, and, and obviously it, it, it took a few a few weeks, and and so big thanks to to Kieran and the team at, at Cage Warriors for making that happen because what an absolute superstar. I mean, we, we actually, we, we stopped recording and then he, 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 we chatted to him for a while afterwards and he's just such a lovely, lovely bloke and but very charismatic as yeah. well. And he, I'm not going to say what it was. He gave us a prediction for the fight that we, we will, uh, if it all happens, we might have to get him back on and, and discuss that to see if that goes exactly as planned. But, um, oh, that, 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 firstly... I'm so grateful being in this position when someone is so open and honest about about quite difficult subjects, like talking about, you know, uh, the sad passing of, of his dad when he was young, talking about, you know, being diagnosed with a heart arrhythmia and, and possibly having that dream taken away from him. Again, all of yeah. this happening at a young age. And still, he, he, he has such an interesting and, and brilliant outlook on life and talks about what he needs to be grateful for but not in any kind of like like you sometimes get this with with some people where they talk about you know oh but you have to be grateful for this and grateful for that and they almost don't seem human because they're like they're just constantly positive and grateful but he wasn't like that he was like i'm gotta be grateful for this and i remind myself of being grateful but obviously there's days where i'm like this is shit and i i don't like this or or whatever it is and and i think that that's that lovely kind of humanizing quality where you're like this guy's so strong and mentally as well and just uh, to, to get through everything he's been through to overcome the adversity he has but he's still you know he's just a regular guy that wants to randy savage elbow drop people off the top of the cage i mean it's, it's impressive stuff it really is all jokes aside it's it, i think he's a really impressive individual definitely and just just huge thanks to him for being so open and honest you know and, and discussing them things because uh you know as he said you know he he, he didn't you know he, he, we've never met him and uh but again he's, he's such a lovely compliment as a as, as podcasters when you get that compliment and that's the golden compliment which is like oh, i didn't feel like an interview i thought like i was just chatting to my mates down the pub that's what every podcaster wants to hear and so yeah thanks again for even saying that that was just a lovely thing to to hear at the end as well um if you like hearing us talking to uh, charismatic uh, Welsh fellas, then go and check out our back catalogue because you can hear us talking um, to Brett Johns. You can hear us. We've had Jack Shaw on twice. Um, and, and speaking of Welsh, um, Corrie McKenna, uh, uh, she's, she'll be coming out soon. I think we've recorded that episode. Yeah, That's she'll coming, be coming soon. Out soon. And there's Mason Jones on the back catalogue oh, as well. Yeah. Um, to be honest, mate, I'm still a little bit in a kind of weird days from that interview I just, I just thought, I thought it was one of the best episodes we've done I've, I've said it I've said it now uh, yeah. I, I felt like he was just as I say just just a really charismatic but open interesting guy I, a lot of time for him and mm. you know when you, you see his fights as well he's got he's got great fight style his, his knockout of McManus was, was 
really impressive. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people hearing that story and hearing him speak will be definitely rooting for him against Medaz Flaminas on uh, on Friday, December 10th. Definitely. One of the people that probably doesn't want to hear him speak anymore is uh, the teacher that interrupted the interview when he just announced to us that he was a fucking gangster uh, and then got told to shush by the teacher, which was just incredible. Oh, it had everything. It had everything. What a great chat. Um, oh, yes. dear. So, yeah, if you liked that, please go and check through the back catalogue. Listen to a few of our other episodes. We've got Cage Warriors alumni like uh, Paddy the Baddy Pimblet, Molly McCann, Ian Gary. We've had all of those guys on twice. Jack Shaw, we've already mentioned. And then we've got a uh, 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 creme de la creme of, of, of British MMA like Lerone Murphy, like Paul Craig, uh, Arnold Allen. Uh, and then you've got people like Mark Goddard, uh, referee Mark Goddard, Dan Hardy, uh, John Gooden, uh, UFC commentator John Gooden, uh, as well as a multitude of other fighters, Alexander Volkanovsky, Tyron Woodley, Derek Brunson, the list goes on and on and on. And we say the same thing at the end of every episode, so I don't want to keep boring you with that. But please go and check out the back catalogue, uh, those uh, great episodes that we have. And uh, is there any more to say, Stu? Yes, we've got some amazing stuff coming soon. Obviously, this is uh, one of one of a, a, a bundle of episodes we're doing for uh, Cage Warriors for Double Trouble. But also, we've recorded some great chats that are coming your way soon. The aforementioned uh, Corey McKenna will be coming soon. Uh, we spoke to um, Jai Herbert the other day, um, who obviously has gone through the, 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 the rankings of Cage Warriors and he's now making big waves uh, in, in the UFC. And we speak to the absolute legend it's Liam Harrison if uh, I mean it transcends from, from Muay Thai into just a legend of combat sports and, and that's an amazing chat all of them are coming soon uh, and yeah subscribe and then you won't miss them absolutely absolutely and check us out on the socials and if you actually dare I dare you to look at our ugly faces oh, by checking yeah. us out on YouTube uh, you can do that as well uh, I think that's enough for today isn't it yeah let's get out of here bye guys have a good one <laughs>